What's going on? You're listening to the Film Drunk Broadcast, coming at you not live from a series of frock quarters. This is our 500th episode, I think. It depends what number we put next to it. We've probably done like 530, 530, 40 at this point. Um, it's just tough. Those milestones, you want to do something big for them. And uh, that's what we're doing. That's why I'm here with, you know him, you love him, the irregular regular Mr. Matt Lieb. Eek bean, I'm lum bummer. I don't know, man. <laughs> it could have be bum lummer. Anyways, hey, what's yeah. up, everyone? Welcome to the episode 500. Yeah, bum lummer, way better. Yeah, uh, I think so, too. Um, this is not a very special episode. This is just another regular ass episode of the broadcast. Unless Shh. Vince, no, you have no, no, no. This is going to be special. so good. Oh, is it? Is don't, it a special episode? Don't pre-shit on it. You never know what magic is going to come. Look. I mean, it's going to be a great episode. That's for sure. It's going to be one of our best. But, that you know, and if people were expecting, you no. know, something special. We've done the same amount of meticulous prep and uh, and planning that we've come to be known for That's over true. these past, oh God, 12 years. I don't even want to think about it. Yeah. I don't like to think about how long. For me, it's only been like 10, so um, it's less depressing. That's right. But you know it's what? It's not depressing at all. I'm very excited, man. Who's who's our guest today, bro? Oh, we got none other than Joey Devine. Hey. The world is going through difficult times. And America, too, actually. So last night, <laughs> that's right. I knew we were gonna do it's this. It's your boy, and uh, Joey he made Devine, a special record. Come in with the David Guetta, so this George Floyd tribute <laughs> is in <laughs> honor <laughs> of George Floyd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I really hope we can see more unity and more peace <laughs> when already things are so difficult. <laughs> so shout out to his family. That's right, Joey Devine is here, baby, and I've got my own soundboard. I love it. I love it. Are you are you able to record your own soundboard on your own end? Uh huh. Yep. Okay. Hell yep. yeah. So that okay. Yeah, don't just make sure. Don't worry. Making sure the edit is easy. <laughs> well, we don't want the listeners to miss out on David Guetta dedicating his oh, his bass drops to the family of George Floyd. To the Floyd family. God, that was... That I didn't play the Martin Luther King part because that's actually an edit I made for Round Ball Rock where oh, I, yeah, cut fair. The, uh, I cut the Golden State Warriors GM talking about how sports can heal racism into that at the end there. <laughs> Oh man, I love the idea that anyone would think sports heals racism. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> like, how long does sports have to happen before you're like, oh, everything's not healed? That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, if there's one thing that sports doesn't do, it's heal racism. Mm-hmm. I think yep. we've all seen that. Mm-hmm. You yep. know, but yeah, it helps right. you generalize right. about which races are the fastest. And it's which, one of the reasons uh, I like the Olympics. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like a phrenologist wet dream. All I'm doing is measuring skulls and seeing who's good at figure skating. Which races like, are more Asians. predisposed to cross country skiing? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Dude, what ethnicity can do a triple sow cow to a quadruple lutz? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Last yep. night I saw. I I always forget that this is an is an event, but I saw the uh, two person luge, like the men's 
two man luge where they get. I didn't know it was <laughs> they a thing. Get yeah, on where a they sixty nine and go down a water slide. No, they should. Yeah. They should. They should do that. But they said they like they do big spoon, little spoon. Like one guy gets on the sled uh-huh. and then another. Yeah, guy. it looks like one of the guys is real scared. Yeah, yeah. yeah the top guy. There's a power top and a power bottom, and then there's like a string that they. It's almost like the guy on the bottom has like reins that he uses to control the top guy. Yeah. <laughs> and the best part was the winning team of the race that I saw was a German team where both guys were named Tobias. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Classic. Yeah. Classic Olympics right there. Yeah. I love it. I, if if the penis falls out of the butt, then it's a disqualification <laughs> automatically. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's something there's something like inherently sweet about a sport that is like about cuddling fast <laughs> yeah that i'm just, just like 70 mile per hour cuddling yes and it's like i mean extreme cuddling for me if is we always die, been, at least we die together yeah we, we die as fun as a team together in love mm-hmm. no that's that's beautiful man yeah. i've been watching uh all the um this has been the greatest olympics ever for um for like the yellow scare (laughs) Mm. for like for for china haters across Mm. the globe because uh, there's uh, there's at least two american athletes uh, or asian american athletes who are competing for china yeah um one is a big big winner and the other one is a big big loser in that not that she's an actual loser but that she like fell a bunch in figure skating Mm. and like uh, so first i saw america going after her mm-hmm. it was all the people like oh you idiot you shouldn't be a traitor to america uh, uh you know that's what you get for for you know defecting or whatever even though she's not defecting um but then also all of the chinese people are also mad at her for being <laughs> fucking uh for being bad yeah, they're yeah. just like why'd you even move here and play for our team like a, a natural born chinese could have won Meanwhile, there's this other one. I think her name is uh, Eileen Gu. Is that her name? Sure. Yeah, yeah. I think that's right. She's the yep. skier. Not going to make a single comment about that. Mm-hmm. Don't. Yeah. Do not make a Gu joke. Um, no Jew jokes. No Gu jokes. Um, so Eileen. family. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but so Eileen is a supermodel. Mm-hmm. Uh, 18 years old, mm-hmm. uh, a now a gold medalist. Slower. And, Say it slower. Uh, mm-hmm. And a gold medalist. Oh, yes. Uh, and she got over 1,500 on her SATs. Oh! Wait, they, is that they, out of 2,400 or out of the old 1,600 model? I think it was out of the old 1,600. I think they mm. went back to the 1,600 scale or something because nice, nice, they were nice. saying it. Like um, it was a big deal. Like yeah. I don't think they would be like, and she got 980 on her SAT. <laughs> like they wouldn't yeah. say that. No. But I've been. I'm in uh, the Bay Area. I'm at Francesca's mom's house watching these Olympics, and mm-hmm. um, I gotta say, Eileen is a nightmare for anyone who's the kid of a Chinese mother. <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> because yeah. Because Francesca's mom is watching it and keeps going, "Wow, she's so beautiful and talented." And she has she has perfect SAT scores. I heard she's a model too. And Francesca's sitting there like, yeah, I get it. She's fucking great. It's so it's so hilarious because, uh, you know, just it's perfect. 
I feel I feel bad because I keep telling Francesca, you're just as beautiful as her, but I don't think she buys it. Yeah, but you didn't, you know, you're not a gold medalist. Or what is she, freestyle skier? Uh, I don't know. She like does she does like tricks and shit. Yeah, yeah, the flippy flips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she those does flips. Good. So all right. I, I feel like this has been a really good week for uh CEO town halls. Um Oh and- sure. Oh, are we talking about CEOs? Uh, we're on. talking about a few CEOs, if that's all right. Can we do I that? I love CEOs. Hey, everyone. Well, we are live from my backyard mm-hmm. where I am smoking a brisket and some ribs. I am I'm making meats now. Smoking these meats here. Smoke the meats. Or a little meat smoking. It's smoking. So I'm the meat chef. Yeah, someone asked me, do I smoke meat? Smoking meat, smoking these meats. That's Mark Zuckerberg talking about smoking mm-hmm. meats. I love it. I, I like that you're ready for this shit. Yeah. I like. I still like the story about him inviting Jack Dorsey over to his house and serving him like a like an undercooked lamb that he slaughtered himself. <laughs> I slaughtered the lamb myself. Yeah. How'd for, you do I it? I guess for a while his. Oh, ho- I looked at it funny. <laughs> yeah. I, I just kept looking at it and it got afraid. And then it uh, went into lamb paralysis, and then I kicked it in the head. Would you like to eat my kicked head lamb? Yeah. It's, is it, does the kicking in the head tenderize the meat? No, it just stuns it again so that while I'm cooking it, it's still alive. Oh, wow. Do you think it tastes yeah. better before it's dead like that? It's, it's not about the taste. It's about the power. Mm, yeah. The power <laughs> it gives you when you drink it. Oh, you drink it? Is it- yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. a smoothie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so you blend... Blend it up. No, 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 no. You see, I uh, I, I stab a straw into its heart like a Capri Sun. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. And drink that, its beating heart. That must be a sharp straw. You have Is that a special order? No, it's just a regular-ass Capri Sun one, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool, cool. <laughs> Gotta go. Great, great. Helicopter. All right. So, big news. MoviePass is back, which I know. It is? Yeah. Well. Is it the same? There's an announcement that it's back. Well, uh, okay. So apparently, so it's not back. No, apparently the guy <laughs> who founded it before he sold it to some other people uh, is back as the CEO, uh, and he's he, he did an announcement today. Uh, someone was live tweeting it, uh, watching the Movie Pass relaunch press event. "Quote: I love product placement in movies," says CEO Stacy Spikes. Wearing it's a good start. <laughs> wearing a Steve Jobs Elizabeth Holmes style turtleneck. Hell yeah! I'm the person that has a notepad and I'm writing down. Is that Hugo Boss? I'm that guy. Oh, oh! I love that guy. Yeah. Who doesn't love that guy? <laughs> that's My, not a guy. <laughs> it's like a. That's invent, not a guy. Inventing a new guy and being like, you know, that guy, and everyone's supposed to be like, oh yeah, that's uh, it's one of those guys. <laughs> yeah, that. You guy. know, the one who's always got a notepad <laughs> and is trying to find the different products and movies. Oh, do you mean guy or algorithm? <laughs> like. No, I think he said AI, but they heard guy, and it was like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm that AI. Uh, he ex- <laughs> he explains that with the new version of MoviePass, you can watch ads to earn credits that go toward free movies. Oh, I love it. They're doing the uh, phone the, game model. The phone game, yeah. yeah. Uh, pretty soon, the way they'll be selling uh, MoviePass is with ads that aren't the MoviePass at all. It's like, uh, <laughs> it, it's like a fish 
trying to choose between three different paths. And then one of you them's go to fire, buy... one yeah, of yeah. them's a shark, and one of them is more fish. But you have to know which key yeah. to put in. Yeah. And then the the finger, the fake finger in the ad will pull mm-hmm. the thing and a fire drops on the, the fish, and then it's like, get movie pass. I've always wanted to I've always wanted to be a quarter way through a movie and find out I don't have enough hearts to continue. <laughs> You're you gotta watch seven ads to get enough to watch fifteen more minutes of Gotti. <laughs> your phone camera will track your eyeballs to make sure you're actually watching. Oh good. <laughs> oh good. I've always wanted someone checking on me. This is that's a wait, so he's invented a clockwork orange? <laughs> he uh, he's he's doing the he's doing the Matt's dad's burglar. Uh, yes, <laughs> style of app. Yes, yeah. The burglar who went up to my dad when he was asleep and opened his eye to make sure he was asleep. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. What it does is it basically creates a transaction between you and the brand. Oh my god, oh, I love it. Fuck yeah, dude. Oh shit, are are my fucking eyeballs going to be on the blockchain? <laughs> oh, it gets better. And yes, yes they are. Um, <laughs> you can definitely like play. Uh, like blockchain NFT bingo with any new mm-hmm. corporate announcement mm-hmm. these days, which of is course. great. So that was just someone live tweeting the actual event. I, I then went to uh, the actual like write-ups of the announcement. Um, mm-hmm. Spikes said that the next iteration of MoviePass would use a virtual currency as part of a credit system mm-hmm. instead of the all-you-can-eat plan it originally launched with. These that's cr- what you know. That's what people didn't like about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to yeah. all the movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. not enough people trading, hated. Yeah. Uh, not enough trading of imaginary currencies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. I can't just watch a movie. I need to know that I'm being like fiscally productive while <laughs> yeah. I'm watching the movie. I like this, but is there any way I could have to learn an entire new economic model? <laughs> hey, hey, do you want to go see Licorice Pizza? I can't. I don't have that ape. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I don't I don't have the pizza ape. I yeah. only have the yeah. Clifford ape. Oh man, I don't have enough mermaids to see Clifford. <laughs> <laughs> These credits oh. will be tradable among members, for which the company wants to use blockchain-based technology. Uh-huh. Uh, this is it's incredible. Incredible. <laughs> that this fucking idea got worse like (laughs) like at first it was kind of like i get like people got movie pass because it was the greatest thing on earth it was it was an awesome idea the best thing ever yeah it was a great idea (laughs) but also the reason it couldn't exist is because it was something people liked and we don't live in a country where that can happen anymore yes yeah, but I mean, if you had to guess one other thing that was in this meeting, like, what do you think? Like, what do you think the this this announcement also involved? Okay, so it announced uh, we got blockchain, we got blockchain, we got NFT. Yeah, yeah, we got M- NFTs. Well, uh, we have oh the metaverse. <laughs> Tell yeah, me about yeah, the metaverse. Yeah. Well, not quite. Oh uh, uh, fuck! But he also meme stocks. <laughs> He Is also it going to become a meme stock? Or yeah. they got Wall Street bets? <laughs> <laughs> they already have a stonk. Before yeah. unveiling these la- relaunch plans, Spike spent a few minutes reflecting on the demise of the original MoviePass business. I'm sorry, Spike? Spikes. His Spikes. name is Stacy Spikes. Yeah. That's the guy's name. Cool. Yeah. 
while most people have pointed to a misguided business model, Spikes instead blamed his successors for running the business into the ground. But he also pointed to a broader problem in venture capital, suggesting... Oh, critical race theory. That's where this is going, isn't it? (laughs) Suggesting that the founding team could have succeeded if it hadn't been for their inability to access capital. And he pointed out that this is because a vast majority of VC funding goes to white male founders. Oh, my God. Quote, it's important that diverse founders are able to access capital, he said. That has to change in America. That's so true, dude. I've always said that the biggest problem, the biggest hurdle in institutionalized racism is the fact that we can't all go see movies for five dollars well, there's, not enough, there's, not, there's enough not enough money going there's not to... enough uh black vcs out there who are going to give me free movie tickets yeah. up until now all the vcs have been uh north vietnamese it's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid you're so dumb sorry Oh my every, god! But seriously, every time I hear someone talk about VCs, all I hear is uh, Tom Berenger the- going, "I cock a dow VC." <laughs> <laughs> all I hear is this meat like a brisket. I got ribs in there, finishing off the brisket <laughs> and the ribs, and I'm just sitting in our backyard, finishing off this brisket and these ribs. But hopefully, for Canadian Thanksgiving, you get to eat a lot of brisket and ribs. <laughs> I always just think of Canadian Thanksgiving. That's all I think about when I think of VCs. Um, oh, our our sweet, precious, eyebrowless alabaster boy. Uh, it's so the, so the the problem with um, are they saying the problem with Movie Pass before was that they had um, it was an all black CEOs. Yeah, they, no one would give them money to keep paying for us to go to the movies well, the, because they were black. The current CEO is or a black guy. Sell. So yeah, yeah. So wait, they're saying they are black. Well, yes. the new yeah, CEO the is founders black were black. Yeah. 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 But the original founding team was all black and then they had to sell to some white guys cause they couldn't get any cash. Right. Okay. Right, right. And so the new guys, which stay- probably true. Oh, I, yeah, I believe no, it. I mean, yeah, yeah. The whole VC let's just world. Be, let's just be honest. Probably racist. <laughs> no, yeah. oh, the whole 100%. VC world is just a bunch of shithead rich kids giving each other money for really stupid ideas. Mm-hmm. Like that's the yes, entire yeah. thing. That, for that's smoking what meats on is. Canadian Thanksgiving. Um, yeah. <laughs> but so the new guy, uh, What's his name? Stacy Dash? Stacy Spikes. <laughs> Stacy Spikes? Yeah. Is also black. Yes, yeah, he is. Okay. All right. So Wasn't the- he also the original guy though, too? Yeah, he was. Yeah, that He was- took it back. He took yeah. it back. Oh. Like the Goonies. Oh, oh the, yeah, like, he found just some, like the Goonies. Yeah, he found some rubies in a. Uh, in, in, he found some rubies buried under his hometown, and now he was able to get movie pass back. Oh my god! <laughs> like the Goon Docks. So you, um, you actually, you used to be like a big movie pass guy, didn't you, Joey? Yeah, it was the best. Right. Are you kidding me? Like, cause I. Look, I sort of invented my own movie pass back in the day where you, you go to the AMC on uh, Van Ness in San Francisco. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yes. And, and it was to- a like seven story movie theater that only had one person working in it. Yes. And you could go to five movies all in one day. Right. There yourself. was only one guard. It was like <laughs> yeah. it, once you got past the entrance, it was like no one would know if you were going from yeah. theater to theater. Yeah, and, I mean uh, it's still like that. No one has enough staff to like you. You your own movie pass is just uh, whether you have enough time in your day to go to more than one movie. Well, you can. I, except now the problem in L.A. at least is everything is assigned seats. Assigned seats, oh. yeah. and then you get kicked out if you're in somebody's seat. Dude, you know? 
I've been saying, like, Brett and Brandon yelled at me for this, but I fucking hate assigned seating me too. in movie theaters. Like, well, it's the last yeah. thing that I want. I want to go into a movie theater, scope it out, and wherever people are not sitting within, like, a three-seat radius of me, sit. that's yeah. where I want to sit. And I don't... Yeah. I, I, I The only reason I like assigned seating is because I like to know... Be late uh, to the movie. Yeah. Like I, to be late to the movie. I like to yeah. be late to the movie, and I also like to know... Uh, how sold out a movie is you know what i mean mm-hmm. sure so that's nice to i mean know. that's a but that's, they'll tell yeah. you that if you ask them oh i don't want to ask people yeah. anything <laughs> i don't want to talk oh, to people fair. that's the other <laughs> thing and like theoretically yes i would like to sit in the middle of the 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 auditorium like not too sure. close not too far but uh to me that's a much lesser consideration than not wanting to be around See, a bunch of people i like sitting on the end where you get the bar not a seat in front mm-hmm. of you, and you yeah, yeah oh yeah yeah the bar is bar. nice oh yeah you put yeah. your feet up on that bar oh no i'll always take the bar the only problem is sometimes the bar is like too close because there's like a yeah there's a point at which um, watching movies becomes tiring because you have to actually like move your head to follow different oh, parts it's of your the fucking job Grow up. <laughs> Get a real job, idiot. I just feel like if you're so close that you have to move your head to like see different parts of the screen, that's a little too close. Oh, I'm so tired. I gotta watch this Jim Jarmusch movie. I've been working all day. I mean, honestly, I would rather dig a ditch than watch most Jim Jarmusch movies, let's be honest. But so the movie pass, is it It was actu- the best thing on earth. It is it so actually good. back though? Yeah, well, that's what I don't understand. No, because you have to buy mermaids and get your eyes eyeballs tracked. <laughs> yeah, you have to get, you have to buy three bored apes and have your eyeball scanned, and then you can yeah. watch all the movies that yeah. your apes and then can you afford. can go see Olympus has fallen four. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, I'm excited for it, man. Because here's the thing: I've been looking for a reason to uh, spend all of this crypto that I've accrued mm. over. Mm-hmm over two years of pandemic and just going like, what if I buy some ETH and mm-hmm. uh, it just sits there being space money and I would like yeah. it to be used real for money? real money. Yeah. Yeah, Aww, yeah. What if you could use it to purchase movie tickets? Oh, I mean, I'm there. Wouldn't finally. that be just beyond your wildest dreams? How is any of this different than credit card points? That's what I want to know. I don't know. You probably don't have to get your credit check to get a movie pass card. Mm, okay. Because I'm just saying, yeah. like, I feel like crypto is just credit card points, but we're not calling it that. And uh, no one has been able to refute that statement. When you say credit so. card points, like, you mean when you get, uh, like, rewards you know, you, for... Like cash back rewards? Yeah, yeah, rewards. You know, you get points, you get frequent flyer miles, you mm-hmm. get, like, you can use it for Well, well the uh, difference Amazon is, um, gift card... The difference is, is that stuff doesn't fluctuate on value based on whether Reddit decided it was cool today. <laughs> That's um, true. That's yeah. true. It's actually worth something it, like a static value. Yeah. It's worth. And also the IRS probably doesn't tax you on that. Oh, uh, if yeah. you try and get your money out of it. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, dude. Well, now I'm now I'm going to fucking use it for fraud. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, it's not a money laundering scheme. Like, yeah, I mean uh, the NFTs and the crypto. <laughs> I I read uh, I read a really long article about crypto in uh, Baffler today, and uh, there was I'm not gonna like try and summarize it because it was really long. It was good, but there was one part of it that I really enjoyed uh, that I sent, which is a uh, 
there are parts of the Kryptonians, and that's a book, another book about crypto. Uh, There are parts of the Kryptonians where it seems as though the only prerequisites for working in crypto are one, being named Gavin, two, having a thing for hiring and or dating Asian women, and three, being an Asian woman who knows a person named Gavin. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, where's the lie? Yeah, no, it's good. It was solid. That's, That's about right. But you know... Movie Movie Pass was not the only uh, enjoyable corporate announcement that we had this week. Oh no! You like that for a segue? It only took me like five hundred episodes to 500 learn. Five hundred episodes to do a perfect segue. Yeah, yeah. Um, wait, wait! I have another CEO. Hold oh, on. please. There he is. There he is. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Ballmer. Is he going down a water slide? He's talking to his employees at Microsoft. (laughs) It sounds like he is being fucked by a robot in front of a live studio audience. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, the, the other... The other big announcement, <clears throat> I don't know if it was a corporate announcement, but uh, REI, uh, like the employees at REI are trying to uh, unionize. One of the, oh, one of the many workforces uh, trying to unionize. And, uh, and so REI uh, made like an anti-union podcast. A what? Uh-huh. What do you, what, you, you a podcast that is like Does, we hate unions pod hates uh, unions no and you know what's incredible about it spotify bought it for a hundred million dollars <laughs> <laughs> um just like a yeah it's a they made a podcast like you know the 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 management at rei made a podcast about why unions are bad actually um oh, oh sick dude yeah. hell yeah i love it that they're doing that's like a, what walmart does in like uh in employee like fucking uh intake video you know they're just like the part of the orientation is like hey this is you know this is where you clock in this is where you clock out uh this is our policy on uh unions if you ever do it we're gonna fucking fire your ass yeah yeah but they're doing it in podcast form because Mm -hmm. they're fucking so woke oh it gets better (laughs) it's very very rei they've done it like in perfect uh rei fashion uh someone someone made like a transcript of it (laughs) and put it on twitter um, Wilma Wallace. Hi, REI. My name is Wilma Wallace, and I serve as your chief diversity and social impact officer. That's great. a great job, dude. Mm-hmm. That's a great yeah. job. I'm glad they have that position. It seems like it's going to be important and not at all something used to tokenize uh, black people. Mm-hmm. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm speaking to you today from the traditional lands of the Ohlone people. No! <laughs> no! What? Yes. No! Yes. Yes. No! Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, SNL writers could not write this. Like, could not write this. Like, this is too, no. too perfect. Like, just no. transparently uh, using... Um, the uh land statement as an, a union busting scheme 
Oh, I, uh, that is incredible. They were just this like, is like they did if, a, a land acknowledgement yes, <laughs> before yeah. they busted it's, a union. There's, yeah, this is like if the Pinkertons were saying like <laughs> trans rights are human rights as they shot the Chinese railroad workers. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm here chatting with Eric Arts, who serves the co-op and all of us as CEO. And Eric, Okay, so this is the CEO of the company. No, the, she's introducing the CEO. That's what I'm saying. She's yeah. introducing the CEO. Yes. Okay. And Eric, right. welcome. I know you emailed all of the employees two weekends ago to let us know what was going on in Soho before we saw it in the news. And we know employees have lots of questions about what's going on. So just to recap for the audience, on Friday, January 21st, we were notified by the National Labor Relations Board that the Retail, Wholesale, and Department Store Union filed a petition for an election at our Soho store in New York. And since, since then, I'm sure you've heard from lots of employees across the co-op. Maybe we can start by you sharing some of what you've heard. I'm sorry. Are they, they're saying co-op. It's a, it's a corporation, right? They've always called it a co-op. So isn't I'm not a sure co-op they... specifically about being employee-owned? Isn't that what a co-op is by definition? I think it's so. It's employee-owned. Yeah, I think so. So they're just, they're just using co-op. I, you know, I don't want to get mm-hmm. sued by uh the Ohlone people uh eric arts well thank you (laughs) well thank you wilma thanks for hosting and hello to everyone that is listening for those of you who have not had the chance to meet i use he him pronouns and i'm speaking to you today from the traditional lands of the coast salish peoples get the fuck out of here This is so dastardly. Like it's so bad. It's so dastardly. The idea that they would literally just fucking do a land acknowledgement and 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 show their pronouns because they clearly give a shit. Yeah. Well, it's definitely not transparently about uh avoiding any material change uh on their company's part. It's oh no, not of course that. not. Yeah, there was um mm-hmm. The Sundance was the like a last couple weeks, um, and they've always had like Sundance has always had the like land acknowledgement at the beginning as part of their like really long uh, intro to all their their movies, um, and they still do. But now the land acknowledgement is a full two minutes long, like it just goes on and on, and it plays before every single movie uh, that they show. And I feel like in five years, they're going to make us just watch all of Koyana Scotsy before every movie plays just to make sure that they're really, they're really giving it up. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm reading right now. REI co-op is a, uh, is REI's own brand of outdoor gear. It's called REI co-op. Oh, okay. So that's that's just the brand name. That's the brand. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) You gotta hand it to them, dude. You Look, gotta hand it to them. They're they are fucking dastardly. The the hippie baby boomers are like the worst of the baby boomers. Like the <laughs> they secret. Really are. They're like, like, uh, cause this is like David Crosby shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Just like the idea of union busting and trying to show 
like solidarity with trans <laughs> activists mm-hmm. and also with the uh, first first nations peoples mm-hmm. is like mm-hmm. fuck dude you, yeah you can't even parody that that is no. perfect no you're my laptop would go right off my desk if i was trying to write snl sketches this this week oh my god dude that's like it's just like acknowledging your privilege while you're coal mining <laughs> that is so fucking insanely great so um did they come out against uh, they came out against uh, unions oh Was no that... totally pro-union right yeah 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 <laughs> it had to be. i don't have a transcript of the rest of it but uh yeah it's uh i mean oh wow i love i love it i love it because um there are it's like everyone the internet has turned everyone into like a little baby Mm. Uh, like everyone, myself included. Oh, yeah, oh, totally. Percent. I'm also a baby. Um, but like, and uh, my little baby brain can only take caring about so many things before I'm like, I'm basically just my moral compass is completely mm-hmm. based on um, symbols of solidarity mm-hmm. as opposed to like me actually doing any kind of like independent research or thought on my own because I don't have the time to like research if every company is good or bad or what they're doing that's always been my whole thing about the like the uh what you want to call it like the responsible consumer like no matter what you're not going to fucking be able to research every single uh trinket that you buy and make sure that it was produced responsibly like yeah that's why everything i own is by tom's shoes yeah, you gotta only yeah. only buy Tom Shoes computer, Tom Shoes yeah. fucking chewing gum. I'm talking to you on a Tom Tom Shoes uh, microphone. Hell uh, yeah, dude. Yeah, ten percent of uh, the proceeds went to some charity. I don't even yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a charity to start podcasts in the third world. Yeah. <laughs> they give microphones to uh, the poor children. Yes, exactly. Um, but it's just like. Uh, the funny thing about it is like my reaction to any kind of brand like pandering um is to laugh it off and go okay so you're doing you're doing something super super evil if you're doing this that signal yeah. tells me that you're actually like doing something evil but there's like so many more baby brained people out there who are just like oh Oh, they're doing this. Well, then it's a good thing. Like, like uh, immediately they're going to be fooled by this stuff, and it's like, uh, I don't, I don't even know how to explain. It's like you can't even explain to someone. You know, they're tricking you, right? Like- right. Yeah. No, it's, it's very like the level that we're unable to grasp, like hip, hip, hypocrisy and, um, and PR. Uh, yeah. like the sub, like the, the, the sub, like we're completely subtext blind. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. matter at all. Like people, it used to be people were like a little bit afraid of coming off as hypocrites or, you mm-hmm. know, but now like the, the floodgates are wide open. Like the, the, I think the biopic is my favorite example of this. Just probably just cause I write about movies, but like, yeah. um, you know, music biopics have, mostly been produced like with the uh cooperation of whoever's music right right. like whoever the musician is like you have to get the estate's permission otherwise you can't use their music which Mm. makes sense but it also means that like most biopics of musicians are sort of full of shit are sort of propaganda like for whoever that musician is Um, right 
but so now that's like gone towards everything like the uh the king richard movie uh about Mm -hmm. richard williams like they're nominated that shit for like they they nominated it for three oscars (laughs) including will smith who is just not good in that like he's doing a very funny list he's doing a very Um, strange accent like i i was talking about how i like i had to stop it almost immediately to look up videos of Richard Williams because I was like, there's no way this guy actually sounds like this. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't, which to me is the ultimate, like if your performance <laughs> immediately takes me out of whatever I'm watching and forces me to go to the source material, uh, right. that seems like a ma- major failing uh, for that. But yeah, the movie, yeah. but also he's not a very good dad. <laughs> no, well, the, the, the movie is just straight up executive produced by the Williams family. Right. And it like glosses over like a whole bunch of weird shit. Like he had, a whole family before the Williams sisters well, and the fact that the Williams sisters didn't talk to him for like a very long time because he's an asshole right because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they hated him because they, they made it they made them practice all because fucking he, day and night. they wanted to go to school or whatever yeah. and he was like yeah the oh, movie man. basically the way the movie tells it is that uh, people wanted to turn them into uh, these like tennis robots and he kept them out of junior he kept them from playing juniors tennis because he wanted to like protect them from the media uh-huh. and but all this because they didn't get paid enough money <laughs> <laughs> so you like leave the movie thinking like oh well he was kind of a kooky guy but always for the right reasons mm-hmm. uh right. and that's like the whole movie um and again produced by the williams family my so favorite then- part about that movie my favorite scene is when he like sneaks the williams sisters into like some beverly hills uh club uh tennis club and like a really bad pete sampras impersonator and a really bad john McEnroe impersonator are Mm -hmm. there like and he's like will you watch my sisters hit and the fake john McEnroe is like nope and he walks out because that is the only true thing in the movie (laughs) that's because that is the i mean yeah the only real things you're gonna get out of movies like this are whoever the enemy of the executive producer is is gonna look like trash and that's probably real I yeah. love that. Yeah, like Mike Love in the Brian Wilson movie. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, to be fair, then yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah. probably yeah, how yeah, it worst, went down. Worst man on earth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mike Love from the Beach Boys. Yeah. Is he the worst Be- boomer? We should have like a March Madness oh, yeah. bracket of like the worst boomers. Okay. Well, well the- your, your one seeds yeah. have got to be... Simmons, Gene Simmons. Mm, yeah, yeah. Mike yeah. Love. Yeah, well, yeah, you yeah. got to do like a music bracket, right? Ted, that's Ted like Nugent. a movie. Yeah. So that's your music bracket. They're like tie. It's one of those three for the one seeds in the the music bracket. In the yeah. movie bracket, it's gonna be like Kevin Spacey, mm-hmm. <laughs> Alec Baldwin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Peter Bogdanovich. <laughs> I mean, you need. I think you need uh, the business world, like Howard Schultz, and yeah, uh, uh-huh. yeah. Um, Trump. But, Trump wins. That's the problem. I know it's annoying. <laughs> yeah. So then, uh, like this past, I don't know, maybe like a week ago, did either of you guys watch the Kevin uh, Kevin James Sean Payton movie? No. So this one was fucking wild because. Kevin, sorry, Sean Payton was like the ex-coach of the Saints, mm-hmm. and he got suspended for a year 
over Bounty Gate, which was when mm-hmm. like the coaches, which was very funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, the coaches were paying their players to like injure people to on like the opposing injure team. other players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, apparently, what happened was uh, Sean Payton like was suspended from the NFL for a year. So he went and became the offensive coordinator for his son's sixth grade football team uh, mm-hmm. in Texas. Uh-huh. Um, so then, Happy Madison made like a bad news bears style underdog comedy uh with kevin james playing sean payton uh as the coach of this ragtag group of underdogs uh in texas Except they're not underdogs because they have a professional football coach yeah it's also like a <laughs> right private... that's the problem there it's also it's like, like a he's private... coaching against like me right yeah <laughs> like a guy who just they... wants to like help the local park <laughs> they'd be underdogs if their coach was like Airbud. Yeah. but like this is yeah yeah they're not yeah, underdogs. Was, is bill parcells coaching the other team that's the only way they're an underdog so but to like... be fair the assistant coach was uh sandusky so yeah. it so they were kind of underdogs in that uh, they had to break through some trauma first. Um, so, yeah. So, like, I'm watching this movie and I'm, like, gradually picking – like, I'm gradually picking up things about, you know, how it was made and who, who was involved. Like, uh, Kevin James's wife in the movie, I just – I saw her face and I don't know what it was about her, but I'm like, oh, this is someone who's married to someone in the, in the Happy Madison crew mm-hmm. for sure. So, I IMDb it and it's like, oh, yeah, that's Jackie Sandler uh wife of adam who mm-hmm. who my wife called madam sandler which i thought was really right. funny uh-huh. uh but yeah so she's the female lead in the movie um it turns out she is also the brother of the guy who wrote the movie um sick who is also dating sean payton's daughter uh oh perfect <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. i love it that's a happy little fam fam <laughs> and the whole movie is basically like how about sean payton uh, is an awesome football genius. Yeah, uh, he's awesome and yeah. great. He's awesome and great. He goes to Texas. Uh, he basically like shoves the coach uh, out of the way and mm-hmm. takes over his job. And the coach is like totally cool with it. Sure, yeah, I'm sure he was. Because <laughs> I'm like, sure. Yeah, I'm sure that that th- everything that happened in that movie is exactly what had happened in real life. Because why would they lie, though? Yeah, and this yeah. team, uh, that uh, this football team from a private Christian school, is like the uh, underdogs uh, in this situation. Oh well, they're well. First of all, they are the underdogs. I think in general, because like people are always trying to like stop us from praying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like society wants uh, atheism and uh, topless girls on the internet, but not um. not them. At least if you're going to do a biopic and make something up, at least be bonkers like Sorkin yeah. with uh, being the Ricardos, where he just like made up this weird ending where he's like, and then Desi got uh, J. Edgar Hoover to call the movie studio and be <laughs> like, no, Lucy's not a communist. <laughs> That is literally how that movie ends, with no explanation of how Desi Arnaz even would have contacted J. Edgar Hoover. <laughs> oh, he probably had his number, dude. They went to the, a lot of the same clubs in Miami. <laughs> they, also, know, the- they did a weird thing where it sounded like uh, Desi was talking about being chased out of his home by Castro, even though it was like two revolutions before yes. that. <laughs> 
Yeah, the, the, I do love uh, the kind of, like, the way that biopics have become just this propaganda for whoever the fucking, you know, us, the whatever the biopic subject is, yeah. like, has become so fucking normalized that... Um, it's kind of tricked people into thinking, well, that's how you know it's authentic. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which is so funny. Like there was, uh, I saw on like Twitter, there was a, a trailer for the Pam and Tommy sex tape movie or mm -hmm. whatnot. And now, first of all, I'm not like totally uh, interested. I like Seth Rogen, so like maybe- You I'll like seen, porn? I've seen the show. You like the, the Pam and Tommy sex tape? I've seen the show, it's uh -huh. pretty good, I liked it. <laughs> oh, it's a show, it's yeah. not a movie. Yeah, yeah. no, it's okay. a whole show. So uh, and so I was like looking through and you learn a lot about people uh, who uh, like who like to comment under pr promoted tweets uh, <laughs> who feel like like that's what they want to spend their day engaging with is a promoted tweet for something Hulu is showing. And like there were so many people who were like, um, why would anyone watch this? It wasn't approved by Pamela Anderson or Tommy Lee. And I was just like, what the fuck do you mean? And then I read there was a whole bunch of people online who are very mad that uh, a movie or a TV show would take place without the express permission mm -hmm. and participation of the subject. And everyone thinks that that specifically makes it uh, not credible. And I'm like, no, that's the only thing that makes yeah, it credible. Like, the that's only, <laughs> uh, like, okay, remember the NWA movie, how Dr. Dre does not beat up that woman? Um, yeah. <laughs> and how, like, how uh, Ice Cube that's says, sort of the, how Ice that's Cube says sort of, by Felicia in real life, and there's a scene with him yeah. writing the script of Friday in the movie. Yeah. But like, that's sort of part of the big story of Pam and Tommy, is yeah. uh, Tommy, I don't think he'd sign off on, uh, yeah, I used to beat up Pamela all the time. Right. Yep. Exactly. Yep. All right. We're good. I, I will say, uh -huh. like, I feel like there is something uh, that they are right about in that one, which is that, like, the entire structure of the show is basically trying to do, um, like, have do the revisionist thing where we go back and find the empathy that we didn't have for Pamela Anderson right. in the first mm -hmm. place, which was, you know, it was like this sex tape that everybody watched, and it sort of took it out of it it uh took her image away from her and just sort of right. like gave it to everyone and then they make this show where they're trying to t take it back but they didn't ask her about it at all like right, they no. pretty much just com completely like invented a perspective uh of hers right. yeah i mean it's yeah, still a good is... show but it is a little fucking ironic that they're well that... no but that's just the natural course of things though that to yeah. me is exactly how it's going to go it's like we we we're all going to um, you know, we're all going to fake self-flagellate. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the entire media is going to fake self-flagellate about like, oh, their, you know, um, their participation in kind of this like toxic media culture against celebrities. And then they're going to produce media that makes money off of that self-flagellation. Yeah. Well, and then there's, a, it, but there's also like a really weird thing that goes on too, where it was like the OJ show was like this, right? Where it's mm -hmm. like, yes, everyone was really unfair to Marsha Clark, but also she was a bad lawyer. Yeah, yeah, she did bad. She was bad. <laughs> yeah. she, did, and she was not good. I, I, Tanya was the same thing where it's like, yeah. Tanya Harding was a bad person. Yeah. Like, yes, she was abused, but she's not the hero of this story. Like, yeah. 
Um, yeah. I, she yeah, like, had Nancy Kerrigan be, in the knee with a pipe. Yeah, yeah, please. Like, you can acknowledge both, except we're so stupid you cannot. No, you, you have can't. to choose like, one or the other. It's now. like the Britney thing where we where, where we go back and we're like, oh, man, wasn't Barbara Walters terrible for, like, asking uh, Britney Spears all these, like, invasive questions? And it's like... I mean, yeah, sure, but who is the Britney? Who is Team Britney that expressly right. like put her in that seat for her to get asked those questions I as mean, a Britney PR strategy? A, Britney to me is sort of a different thing because she was like a child, right? Yeah. Like, but um, right, but I don't blame Britney for it. I yeah, blame yeah. everyone right. around her. Britney. Yeah, and everybody around her. Yeah. No, but it's yeah. funny because it just. But like you said, it gets weirder and weirder. Like every every biopic gets more and more uh like of a weird niche like it start like, like if you go back to bohemian bohemian rhapsody that was like one yes. of the first where people sort of pushed back it's on one of the worst movies it's very bad seen. movie and it's incredibly bad and and it's a uh, it to me that was like the first biopic i can remember that was like legitimately bad that was winning stuff yeah like, mm-hmm. and they, so and people sort of push back on the weird stuff that they did with uh freddie mercury's um teeth his leg yeah his teeth and his legacy <laughs> and you know based I always on said that if i had like money or like the ability like you know like uh do whatever you want money i would pay like a cgi company to uh recut that movie and just make his teeth bigger by one percent every <laughs> shot so by the end it's just like teeth <laughs> just andy circus collecting the oscar yeah. for, for for playing freddie mercury and his little ping pong yeah. ball and suit. it would just be like have you seen joey's secret teeth cut of bohemian rhapsody <laughs> release the teeth cut of bohemian yeah. rhapsody yeah, so like Bohemian Rhapsody is like the first one where I can remember there was like more of a mass uh, pushback on. Right, it still yeah. won awards, blah blah blah, but at least people seem to acknowledge that it was bullshit. And then like Rocket Man came out, and like that's a better movie, but it's also like a movie like fully that's created with the full cooperation mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. Uh, Elton John and who's like still alive at least freddie mercury yeah. was dead so there was like a little bit of uh, right. separation there like like rocket man is fully just like the elton john concert experience as mm-hmm. uh turned into a biopic we're we're, so, so we're then gonna ke- get i guarantee you in in the next 10 years we're going to get a biopic uh starring the person who the biopic is actually about playing themselves. Oh, 100%. So then like, it, there will be a Beyonce biopic. No, it's Lady Gaga. Oh, yeah, it'll be Lady Gaga. Yeah, yeah. that's what it'll yeah. be. So it keeps it keeps and getting they'll weirder. they'll have, like, Irish Minter down, right? Like, <laughs> she'll be old, and they'll, like, make her look young. It'll they'll, it'll be the first time they've uh, uh, fucking deep-faked yeah. the own person onto yes. their face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So it keeps oh, getting, it keeps and getting, it'll be called Poker Face. Right. <laughs> nice. it, keeps going, yeah. it keeps getting a little bit weirder. I feel like the uh, the Sean Payton movie is the high water mark of weird biopics thus far, just because oh, yeah. you know it's fully fully nepotistic, and they also turned it into like a weird genre movie that no one saw, which I actually kind of appreciate that they tried to turn uh, Bounty Gate into the Bad News Bears. Like that's yeah, there's a level I, of creativity to that propaganda. Exactly. I I'm okay with. A biopic that kind of does genre busting like you make yeah it's a fucking 
biopic um you know it's it's like a biopic about fucking you know oj simpson but it is also a fucking musical you know or <laughs> yeah. like you know again aaron sorkin yeah these movies are terrible but at least they're like history being rewritten by a psychopath right yeah <laughs> they're kind yeah, yeah. of like they're kind of like the flip side to like the quentin tarantino movies yeah the revenge movies where it's like uh, like the ultimate neolib being like, yeah, this member of the Chicago Seven was totally a neolib because he had short hair. I saw a picture of him. <laughs> I really love. That. I love that it's like Kill Bill, except for um, the list is just yeah, uh, it's about women means testing. It's just a, my ex-wife. Yeah, the list is just women that you uh, make a fool out of in yeah. public. <laughs> They're it, all named yeah, my ex-wife. It just says. It just says. Yeah, it just says uh, my ex-wife, and then means testing circled <laughs> really really big yeah so uh, so the so the the uh sean payton movie high watermark but now the next thing that they've just announced and i feel like this is the ultimate test for this entire concept is that they're making a michael jackson biopic oh uh, boy and of course it's this like this is the ultimate test. it's like Holy a full shit. collaboration between the estate and no, no. it has to be there's no, no way for it not to be you can't use the music without the full participation why no somebody owns somebody else owns his music now didn't somebody buy michael jackson's music for like two billion dollars yeah Was i mean it it's Paul not mccartney that'd be hilarious when i say his when i say <laughs> well, his estate now i've got all your music <laughs> albums you shouldn't have fucked so many kids <laughs> Yeah, like when I say. Oh wait, hold on! I have Ringo Starr. Hold on. (laughs) Oh, Um, give me a second. Where is it? Um, He's looking in the octopus's garden right now. This is a serious message to everybody watching my update right now. Peace and love. Peace and love. (laughs) I want to tell you, please, after the twentieth of October, do not send fan mail to any address that you have. Nothing will be signed after the 20th of October. If that has a date on the envelope, it's gonna be tossed. I'm warning you with peace and love, but I have too much to do. So no more fan mail. Thank you, thank you. And no objects to be signed, nothing. Uh, Anyway, peace and love, peace and love. It's a lot of peace and love, but also if you send me one more piece of fucking merchandise, I'm going to hit me wife again. Don't make me hit me wife. No, not Ringo. Ringo's the good one, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. No, Ringo is a good one, right? I mean, Um, I feel like he probably hit his wife. I feel like every Beatle hit their wife once. Yeah. That's why they called the Beatles. (laughs) Yeah. People thought That's it was about the That's why we named ourselves the Beatles. People think that it's about a beat of a drum, but in, in fact, it was about the fact that we all used to be the wives. <laughs> Speaking of musician biographies, Go do you remember on. that time Pete Townsend got caught looking at child porn, and then he said it was because he was doing research for his novel, for his biography, and then that biography never came out? Well, you didn't get to remember that story board. being a thing and then it just going away and people being like, yeah, well, that never happened. Yeah, I mean, everyone's like, sounds came legit. Out. It sounds legit. I believe him. Um, just saying that book never came out. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> how, well, how are they going to do a Michael Jackson biopic? Okay, it's so it's a collaboration so between the estate and then like a couple, like the guy who produced Bohemian Rhapsody and then like the writer of like The Aviator or something like that. Um, oh, hell yeah. Okay. I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah. Come in with the milk. Um, Come in with the child. Come in with the child. <laughs> <laughs> but so I, I feel like they could do that if. Um, the estates became less protective, like with the, with Michael Jackson's legacy somehow, like if they, I mean, but there's no way because they have to, it's going to be, you're right. This is the greatest test of biopics of all time, because Mm -hmm. if they, if they're to do an honest biopic, they have to show him fucking being a literal child molester, a fucking, mm-hmm. he's a, she was a child rapist straight up yeah. is what he was. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to, I mean, I might see it just see what they do. <laughs> yeah. And there's, um, anytime you mention anything about Michael Jackson, you're immediately bombarded. Like he has a greater, uh, online defender army than like Johnny Depp and yes. Kamala put together. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Except there's, there's one, there's one group of fan defenders that are stronger, and it is those weirdos that love Alita Battle Angel, the movie. <laughs> Have you ever tweeted no, about that no. movie? No. no. If you tweet that movie, you get 600 replies automatically of I'll people try being like, out. this is the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> I think because I liked it, I probably d- never got attacked for it. But um, yeah, no, like... The, the, the like the Michael Jackson defenders are like the one like online conspiracy theory nut that I'm like so okay with because they live in this complete bubble. It's not like anti-vaxxers. I see anti-vaxxers online and I want to fucking scream because I'm just like, oh my god, they're so they're, they're not only dumb, they're also like hurting people. Mm-hmm. The the Michael Jackson people believe they hurt people they they believe though. in well they want they, to live in a world where michael jackson didn't molest exactly kids. They're just i understand like, that but they also will like straight up attack his victims oh yeah like oh, constantly yeah. listen understand like those people have been through enough matt oh <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote about the freaking uh leaving neverland documentary and i got like at least 10 uh just unhinged fucking 10,000 word emails trying to uh, smear those everybody that was in that movie in a no, thousand no, different un- ways. No, no, understand that like in general, this is an aspect uh, of every online conspiracy theory niche. They're all trying mm-hmm. to fucking dox you. They're all trying to destroy yeah. people. So they're all bad. But the reason why I, I look at them and I go like, ah, I don't know. And it's because the world that they have created for themselves, the entire cabal, the entire structure, the entire new world order. Just say was the Jews, cr- dude. Just was, say the Jews. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> In every other thing, the Jews are yeah. there to create the vaccine that that controls the minds mm-hmm. of people. With this, it's all, it's the entire new wor- world order. Their one thing they want to do is make Michael Jackson yeah. look like a pederast. And I love <laughs> That mm-hmm. that's their entire yeah. worldview is like, oh no, there's an Illuminati out there, but the Illuminati's main focus is making people think yeah. that Thriller <laughs> is not the best album. Yeah. <laughs> like, that PYT isn't about a woman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like that is that's so funny to me because you have to like 
the amount of walls in reality you have to build to to scream out the dumbest thing possible. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like you're building this inju- this giant castle of lies just so you can go to the top of it and be like, Michael Jackson was fine. Just, to, that just is... to avoid having to ever separate the art from the artist. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, isn't incredible. that the root of this is that like, they're very worried that no one can listen, uh, like that people are going to stop listening to Michael Jackson music because of which the, doesn't, which st- has never happened. Like we've it's all never still, happened and it's never going to stop you. You still get to enjoy it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I don't know. He's it's... like the one that he's like the last one of those people where canceling doesn't like, yeah remove like because like r kelly's gone you'll never you're never gonna hear an r kelly song again right like yeah I guess which not. i'm okay with but if but if they like took away jackson right. five even though it was like literally created using child slavery i would be like no 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 you can't do right. that right no We're that's what i mean the pyramids. Like, come on he's the lat that the, that music is like the last uncancelable thing is what i'm saying yeah like, yeah it's like the first joe yeah. rogan was michael jackson yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Not to get into fucking Billy Joe... Jean. Billy Jean played mm-hmm. so that Dave Chappelle could release transphobic <laughs> specials on Netflix. <laughs> I don't want to have to get into the Joe Rogan thing, but can I just yeah. say a couple of things? Oh, all right. Just real quick. Hopefully, they're not things that make me tired and angry like everything else. Mm-hmm. It will. Um, no, the only thing I'll say about it is like everyone who was like going after him. Uh, because of like all of the the anti stuff. Wait, you're gonna stuff. defend Joe Joe Rogan here? Oh, just wait. Okay, all right. Uh, everyone, I'm gonna defend was, him as not being the root of whatever people are complaining about. Well, I'll say right. That. So everyone was going after him uh, for um, the anti-vax stuff and like kind of like the fact that he like he interviews race fucking like basically Nazis and doesn't push mm-hmm. back at all. And I was like, yeah, he does all that stuff, and that's what's bad. And then, um. Uh, someone released the N-word compilation. It was India Irie, the musician. Oh, it was India yeah. Irie did. Yeah. Um, and uh, shifted the conversation to it being about that. Mm-hmm. And I immediately was like, oh, this is why, this is why we're never going to win. Uh, <laughs> this is yeah. because of the fact that I was like, the reason that Joe Rogan is bad is not because, cause like it's, it's not because he was on his podcast. I mean, um, saying the N word is bad. Saying the N word is, ab- is absolutely yeah. bad, but he was like, uh, it was him reading like uh, quotes and, yeah, sure. and I'm not saying that that, that makes it better or whatnot, but like the actual danger of Joe Rogan for me is like, I don't know if 11 million people should hear a Nazi speak uninterrupted yeah. without any pushback. Right. Cause that's fucking dangerous. That is mm-hmm. fucking, those are bad ideas that can spread and fucking cause violence in the world. As soon as you make it about the fucking, um, the N word sizzle reel, what ends up happening is that, Spotify like takes down a few of the like like Joe apologizes. Spotify takes down some of those episodes in which he said that, and I feel like everyone gets 
placated because everyone forgets the reason. Yeah, no, they turned it into the like initial reason being a good why person we were is mad just, at Rogan. Well, being a good person is just saying the right magic words now. Like you, the, the you one, if you avoid the bad, if you avoid like the the special words, then uh, then you're good. Like as long as hold you're, on though, there's also the, the what started this is also the flip side to that too mm-hmm. because Neil Young does not actually care that. Joe Rogan is anti-vax. No. That dude has been mad at Spotify for 10 years because the audio quality sucks. Yeah, and he just true. figured out a way to get back at Spotify that was like uh publicly like safe other than right. sounding like an idiot who's like it's not lossless files. <laughs> because like he removed the letter on his website that was about how Joe Rogan was anti-vax but left the second one up about the audio quality being bad. Oh, it's amazing. Like he like he's he 10 years ago, I think mm-hmm. probably maybe last 7 years ago. He put out his own iPod called the Pono (laughs) that was lossless music files right when Spotify came out. And first off, it was $600. And you could only buy it it at REI. But and it didn't have (laughs) streaming music. And it it like he lost a shit ton of money because of Spotify. More like Neil Old. Yeah, Sorry. I mean, and look, I love Neil Young. He's right. Obviously, we shouldn't be like Joe Rogan is not for me, and yeah. he sucks. And so does like, Spotify that pays. You know, yeah, like they're yeah. bad company. And Spotify yeah. is you trash. Know, you know what? Yeah, it, 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 it reminds me of like why I think Succession is a good show and why mm-hmm. the Morning Show is a bad show because, like, the Morning Show takes all of those sex scandals like a hundred percent at face value and and assumes that they're that is what they're all those people are actually worried about whereas succession is showing you what's actually happening which is like there is this behind the scenes uh boardroom like corporate boardroom battle and they're all figuring out a petty there's a petty there's a petty squabble and they're looking for leverage on each other and then they use that uh as like they try they put that in the only uh, the only terms of criticism that are acceptable, like in the modern yes. media, which is like whether yeah. someone's racist or did like a sex thing. And those right. are like the only two, like you can't like, the, like yeah, no Neil one Young, cares that Spotify, you know, doesn't pay artists and is like right. this terrible company. But yeah, Neil right. Young secretly going after Spotify because the audio quality is bad <laughs> is also why it's like an old boy style revenge, long game revenge yeah. play, uh-huh. which is why I think that's also going on here. And I think Carlos Mencia is the one who sent India Irie <laughs> the N word mixtape. I need to go on, please. <laughs> The mind of Mencia is twisted, bro, and it's just been, it's just been, its wheels have been turning about how yeah. to get back at Joe Rogan. After all these years, I love the idea that he's been lying in wait. I'm going to wait till he becomes a uh, $100 million richer, and then when he's at the top of America's fucking discourse, I'm going to destroy him with India RE as my witness. <laughs> That's uh, that's uh, amazing. It is so funny to think about the fact that Joe Rogan basically started his big career. Like, blo- he really blew up after he tried to cancel mm. <laughs> Carlos Mencia. I mean, he was blowing 
up when he was making those people eat bugs. He was, was like making the number the one eat... show on TV. Yeah, but on the internet, on the internet, it was like that. I remember was the first big like. I mean, where I, I was I was thrilled that there was a legitimate reason to, uh, to hate hate Carlos Mencia, yeah, yeah. right. not just no, because he exactly. sucked. No, but that was the whole thing, though. That's exactly what it is. It's we need. We it was the first time where I was like, oh, now I have a fucking like moralistic yes. reason to hate someone who just annoys me because they're a hack. What's and, really funny if you think about it is like, so the other person that was really involved in that right was like that WTF with Mark Marin. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it was like a three part episode where they were like screaming at Carlos Mencia or whatever. Yeah. And to me, it's really funny that Joe Rogan, a man who started out an actor, yeah. Is, has become the like famous <laughs> podcast interview guy, and Mark Marin, who was actually good at interviewing people, is now an actor. Yeah, <laughs> in yeah. the Joker. <laughs> He's. It's, I mean, like, every time I very see, weird. Every time I see Marin act, I'm like kind of surprised and impressed. Like he's really yeah. good at acting. Like, well, yeah. he's, he's playing himself, but sure, he's doing but a good job. He does at a himself. great job. That's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. The only scene I the only scene I like in Joker is after Joker shoots Robert, Robert De Niro. There's like a really funny rack focus on Mark Maron's face, like going yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just tugging on his collar. Going, oh yeah. boy, oh, I get no respect. Hey, but he was uh, he was also good in Glow. I uh, I didn't finish Glow, but I, everyone says he's great in it. I don't like. I don't love the show. It's not my favorite show ever, but uh, I think he's great in it. I think he's yeah. I think you he know what show guy. I'm enjoying right now a lot? Mm. Um, Reacher. Gu- I was gonna say Gilded Age, but oh, I hell know. Yeah, I love. I've been watching it. I'm into that. I don't know why everybody's talking about Euphoria and no one's talking about Gilded Age. Okay, so Gilded Age. Um, here, can you th- uh, just clear something up for me? The first two episodes seem to imply so Gilded Age pl- takes place in the 1880s, um, mm-hmm. and it's New York, and there's like old money versus new money in the Gilded are, Age, if you will. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the Gilded Age. Um, are the Russells supposed to be Jews? I, yeah, I don't know. Like it's it, it does seem unclear. They they're heavily implying they're Jews, and then I mean they later- hired the main actor from uh, the Philip Roth show, right? I mean, it, they got the the plot against America guy. He's he's like very, he's like a swarthy Jew. Mm-hmm, I thought that's mm-hmm. what they were going for. But then the mother, they said uh, something She's about Irish. her yeah. being Irish, and I'm just like, wait, 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 what is happening? Are they Jews or not Jews? And this is an important thing to me. I need to know. Maybe am I a... looking at anti-Semitism or am I being anti-Semitic, assuming the banker is Jewish? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe his he's Jewish and he married a Gentile. I mean, it's possible. I'm I'm a result of that, but I need to know. Yeah. Anyways, I can't help you with this, guys. I'm I, way too stupid. I've 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 been watching uh, Reacher. Can you tell me a about show Reacher? about a monkey man solving? Crimes. Okay, so <laughs> the, thing that's, the thing that's funny to me. So I don't know. I haven't watched Reacher because I remember mm-hmm. that actor from when he was on Blue Mountain State, which was like the most fucking. Uh, barstool sports disaster yeah. fucking show ever and i could not stand that he's fucking good guy. as reacher dude is he really he's good as reacher. yeah because reacher's a psycho right but like, he's not a psycho about... he felt like a theater kid in blue mountain no State. no he's a psycho they, like he plays him like a psycho on this show like uh, in the second episode some like youths that have been hired to beat up jack reacher uh-huh. come up to him and he goes uh there's four of them and he goes 
uh, I'm gonna break all three. I'm gonna break three of your hands. And the guy goes, but there's four of us. And he goes, one of you has to drive to the hospital. <laughs> and then one of the ways he breaks the guy's hand is he goes to punch him and he headbutts his hand. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. There's also there's also a scene where uh, there's a he's <laughs> Reacher's. <laughs> so like the entire thing about Reacher, for those of you that don't know. Is uh, Reacher is about a uh, 6'5", 250-pound uh, ex-military policeman hobo who goes around he's uh, like, the country. He, uh, correct solving, me if I'm uh, wrong. He's he's like if uh, if a novelist invented like Bill Brasky as like a yes. detective character. Uh, re, uh, Matt, at one point in the Reacher books, they desc- the way the way he describes him is always like off the fucking chain. Yeah. And one of the ways he describes him, there are two really memorable ones. There's uh he has fists the size of Thanksgiving turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks like he's so muscly, he looks like a condom crammed with walnuts. <laughs> Which also, that's not even an original description. Someone said that about uh, Arnold, Schwarzenegger Arnold Schwarzenegger back in the day. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Reacher is like the show Reacher. It's like if a prestige network made a CBS show. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. oh, so yeah. it's like if Scorpion had tits and gore in it, where I feel like... It's the perfect mirror image to Bosch, which I'm mm. much I'm I'm a thinking man, yeah, so I'm a Bosch guy. You're a big Bosch but, guy. Uh where Bosch feels like if CBS made a prestige show, <laughs> if that makes sense, yeah. this is if a prestige network made a CBS show. So yeah, the thing that was, I haven't watched it yet, but like the thing that was funny, funny to me about the whole Reacher thing was that it felt like people online were pissed because uh, they let Tom Cruise, who's like famously a short guy, Small. play yeah. Play Reacher, who was like, oh, the but biggest man alive. Reacher big, yeah, yeah. Reacher's so big. They can't hire a small guy, play yeah. big guy. Now they got big guy. And I'm like, okay, they hired like this weird theater kid from Blue Mountain State. Uh, and this is better than Tom Cruise because. I mean, why? it's different than Tom Cruise. That's yeah, for sure. sure. Um, I would say a, a really funny thing about it is it like films. It films Jack Reacher with the male gaze in like a no homo way too, mm-hmm. where it's like constantly, he's like constantly shirtless and it's just like, look at those traps. The camera, like at one point, at one point there's like a topless woman with Reacher and it's filming Reacher's like back muscles. Mm-hmm. Like, like the, the like, woman, the, the, the naked woman is like not the focus of the frame. It's like if, if Patrick Bateman directed the movie about himself. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I like anyway, that. You're, you're, there's you're an incredible me. sequence. There's an incredible sequence where, uh, he's he, he there's a naked dead body and Guillermo from what we do in the shadows who's the CSI guy goes uh, his balls are missing <laughs> <laughs> and then Reacher goes they're in his fucking stomach <laughs> oh wow I love this show it's got that yeah, like it's that great straight, that straight homoerotic quality like it sounds uh-huh. it sounds like a show for people who go to Pornhub to watch porn like straight porn but they only type in big dicks yeah you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're like oh, I want to see the biggest cock ever I'm it's so, so good dude 
You gotta watch Reacher. I watched it all in one day. I really want eight hours <laughs> oh down the hatch, baby. <laughs> um, uh, so I want to read the books now, just because your co-host uh, Sean Keen posted mm-hmm. an excerpt from one of the Reacher books on Twitter the other mm-hmm. day. Um, Reacher turned the TV off. The dancer came out of the bathroom. She was pink and fragrant and naked. Is this a picture book? (laughs) (laughs) Is this a novel or like a fucking cartoon? (laughs) It sounds like a pop-up book. It's written like a pop-up book. Uh, She was pink and fragrant and naked. She had left her towels inside. What shall we do today? She said with a wide Norwegian smile. Does that have a button for when you need to what, hear what the cow sounds like? <laughs> well, I'm going to Indiana, Reacher said. And that's the whole. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. That's amazing. I just that I is... keep wanting to read wide Norwegian smile as a euphemism. Mm-hmm. Yep. It sounds very race science, but I don't have enough to <laughs> yeah. back that up. She had a very Scandinavian pussy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've clocked pussies from all over the world, and I can tell you the Scandinavian pussy is amongst the most cold and tight. Her nipples were very pink and Danish. In the Orient, the pussies are different. They're brown, (laughs) but still pink. It's a pinkish brown. But now let me tell you about oceanic pussies. I was studying the Samoan them for my- pussies are huge. They're round like blowholes on a whale. They're on the the top of the skull as opposed to inside the groin. I was doing research for my book, The Pussies of Oceania. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm interested in a guy who like makes if that I had his to, thing. If I had to pick a race with the smelliest pussies. <laughs> Oh, I love I that. Know. Yeah. Um Yeah, dude, watch Reacher. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. You think condoms full of, condoms crammed with walnuts, baby. I'm I'm interested. Uh, it's I love dicks, so I mean yeah. I'm that guy. I'm the guy who searches for the big dick. Nothing mm-hmm. worse yep. than you watching a porn with a guy with a medium dick. It's like I didn't come here for realism. I came here for something fantastical. Mm-hmm. You know? Like a the pan's pan's labyrinth of porn. <laughs> What am I hearing? Oh, I had a, I couldn't find, so there's like a really, really awesome ad for the New York Times on their new podcast. Oh, they have a new one? Yeah, they do. It's pretty good. I got to say. What is it? What is it called? It's called uh, the pod Trojan. Yeah, Pod Yourself Again. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's definitely called Pod Yourself Again. Uh-huh. And they have an ad that's like the most NPR shit I've ever heard, except it's like NPR multiplied by the New York Times. Oh, hell yeah. Um, and I couldn't find, like, for some reason, the ads that play on mobile in Apple Podcasts are, like, changed when you actually go to the desktop version. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so I couldn't. Well, f- I've actually had uh, problems with this in the past where I wanted to pull, like, um, ads from, like, basketball podcasts, like Zach Lowe reading something terribly. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I once made a dueling banjos of, Brian Windhorst and uh, Zach Lowe reading the same ad read. Um, <laughs> I like that. But they're but the problem is is they those big companies they auto drop in those ads and they change from like 
they run for like a day or whatever, and then the robot changes. Right, you them, have to though, record like, them. You have to record yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but speaking, I fucked oh, up. So I, I got, I got one. Okay, it's not as bad as the one I wanted because the one I wanted was just people like naming random topics that sounded uh, very much like Patton Oswalt's old parody of NPR, where like there's a lady who makes uh, who makes bet belts out of old typewriter buttons. Um, but this is what I got instead. Com slash cereal. The New York Times is always putting me on to things. I was reading about grandma's road tripping all over China. I just wanted to know more. I wanted to understand more. I talked to people about what they cooked last night, and I sent them a recipe from the cooking app. The brown butter Brussels sprout gnocchi. Those were like perfect moments of surprise and delight. I had a push notification about great white sharks on the literal beach that I was standing on. There was an article about like saffron dryers, a village that dries saffron. I just like first of all how the fuck is this any different than Joe Rogan this is just Joe Rogan (laughs) for people with tote bags like it's people being absolutely people being super like one of the one that I wanted to find was like people talking about one one of the random snippets of conversation was just the me too movement inside Iran and it was like this is just (laughs) this is just Joe Rogan like pulling up a clip about some fucking fake chimp that he read about in right exactly (laughs) that is so insane I, I feel like like the the lengths that fucking NPR goes to make something twee yeah. is like <laughs> fucking kills me sometimes. Yeah. I heard this whole fucking I think it was This American Life. It was about a woman who uh, was um, trying to write her sister's obituary with the help of an AI bot. And how the AI, bo- AI bot kept getting it wrong. And, and it was just like, what? This is... The fact that you turned your sister's death from cancer into something twee makes me think you belong in a very special section of hell. Like you, you cannot. The, the fact that you're like, well, it's I the didn't section to, of hell that's behind the paywall. It's the yeah, exactly. It is a section of hell for the uh, John T. and you know Catherine D. MacArthur Foundation. Um, but uh, NPR is amazing in its ability to be for literally no one yes it is it's it's so incredible to me there's i just want to read you this uh uh, this recent tweet well matt can i tell you a quick story about who npr is for oh yeah please so one time i i went to uh, i went to college in uh central california in monterey and Mm, carmel so like npr central right rich white white people yeah clint eastwood was the mayor yeah, mm-hmm. I went to see um, uh, Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, and sure. Mm. Two boomer, boomer ass hippie ladies from Big Sur mm-hmm. uh, were sitting in front of me. And before the movie, the one lady was like, What is this movie even about? And the lady said, Oh, I heard about it on NPR. Uh, I really wanted to see it. And then the movie starts. It's Little Miss Sunshine, literally three minutes into the movie. The lady w- leans over to her friend and stage whispers, I already love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it really is, though, for that particular... It's like for 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 liberal white women ages 45 to 63. Yeah, and yeah. it's such a specific... It's such a specific slice of white women because it's like the majority of white women 
like uh, hear half of the shit on NPR and go, oh, I'm so tired of everything being about race. You know what I mean? <laughs> like most white women are like marching against CRT right now. You know, like that's that's their thing. So the people that that NPR is for, I think is very different than the people that they think they're for. I think that the NPR people have convinced themselves that every person of color listens to NPR. Yeah, yeah. they and, think they're like for Ira. You yeah. know what I mean? Like <laughs> I think they think they're for the they're for black and brown people, but I'm yeah, like Yeah, but really they're telling like a a 65-year-old woman in Berkeley about like uh circumcision female circumcision yes. in africa so, yeah 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 so okay um, so there was this this happened i think yesterday an npr tweet uh a, a whole ass article that says um some white people may choose yellow thumbs up emoji because it feels oh neutral but this. some but some academics argue opting out of caucasian thumbs up emoji signals a lack of awareness about white privilege akin to society associating whiteness with being raceless now this is one of those articles that i'm just like uh, is it's got one of those ratios where you're like yeah this is literally appeals to no one because like you don't even have like the regular like lib defenders out there who there is an appeal for this though and it's so uh uh, fucking Ben Shapiro has something to yell about for uh, two days. Well, right. That to me, it's almost <laughs> like it just exists to give the right wing fucking fuel. And every yeah. time something like this comes out, as soon as uh, Ben Shapiro or whoever the fuck like starts um, like calling it out as being something stupid, it forces the fucking culture war machine to work. So now everyone has to defend the stupidest article ever written. Mm -hmm. Also, and my question is like, how is there more to that article than what's in the tweet? Like you laid out like the, the sum total, like there could not be possibly well, asked, be more asked, than that nut graph. They asked, experts Vince, oh, good, okay good. experts have things to say people with degrees yeah and by the way this article the emojiologist is this this article is written by three people <laughs> and we asked mark andre fernandez uh it's always like you know a bethany spaghetti meatball and <laughs> you know it's just everyone has got a name where you're like there's no way the spaghetti and the meatball clans uh, got together and made a baby. You just don't believe it. Well, they did, and then they sent her to private school, and now she works for NPR. Oh, your baby's crying. Maybe, uh, maybe we. Uh, I don't know. Should we call it? Is he, that been, he a been crying? But yeah, I don't think we got any more juice out of this. I think we got all the juice we're gonna get out of this. That's fair, and I want to make sure that you take care of your baby. We've done five hundred plus episodes. <laughs> five hundred plus episodes of this fucking podcast, and I gotta say, uh, it ending with a baby crying is very on brand. Mm -hmm. um, yep, yep. Joey Devine, thank you so much for coming on the Frotcast. Where can people find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Joey Devine, but more importantly, listen to my uh, podcast, which is kind of about basketball but mostly about jack reacher um <laughs> it's called round ball rock an nba podcast check out round ball rock wherever you get your podcasts patreon.com slash for all of the bonus episodes vince what is the google voice number 
415-275-0030. All right, everyone. Thanks again so much for listening for all this time. And until next time, good night and good chins. Yep. All right.